Hey guys, welcome to episode 9 of Partisan Bites, uh, your stop for top news and commentary of the week brought to you in bite-sized form. Uh, my name is Nick, and uh, first off, I'd say the biggest news of the week would be the shooting on Wednesday in, in Virginia. A man by the name of James Hodgkinson, who I believe was from Illinois or Indiana, one of the two states, went to Virginia. Yeah, I guess a couple of news sources are saying that he actually carried a an assassination list with him that had um, Representative Scott Desjardins from Tennessee, who's a Republican, from Arizona, Trent Franks, um, another Republican from South Carolina, Jeff Duncan, uh, Jim uh, Jim Jordan from Ohio, Mo Brooks from Alabama, and Morgan Griffith from Virginia. He went to a baseball field where. Republicans were practicing for a a charity softball event the next day. Those would be all held in Washington against the Democrats. Apparently, he came from Illinois or, or Indiana, where he was from, and kind of staked out the area for a couple of days. Um, he he'd been seen around at different various bars and other establishments. Didn't really show any kind of aggressive behavior. wasn't acting out of the ordinary, I guess. Um, but he went to this baseball field and and asked some of the people that are watching, hey, is this uh, Democrats or, or Republicans playing? And after he was told it was Republicans, he went out to his car, got his rifle, and opened fire. He shot uh, Representative Scott uh, Scalise from Louisiana. He's, one, he's a ranking re- Republican in the House and also shot four others during the whole thing. Um, and reports kind of range from between 40 to 60 or 70 shots that he got off during the during the whole thing including i believe shots returned with police officers that were on the scene because Scalise was a ranking member in the house so in, in the in the aftermath of this the news kind of turned and really made this sound like it really seemed like hey, this was a democrat issue which i found really strange even you know, I know a lot of people talk about MSNBC being this hotbed of liberals or whatever it was, but the news I was watching on there, it was really kind of blaming the Democratic Party for a lot of this, which I, I felt was really kind of strange because, you know, we live in this this hyper-political environment now um, where there's just kind of rhetoric from everywhere, from both sides. We have a president that in the aftermath of this was attacking, you know, or sending out tweets attacking you know, the, the Russia investigation against him, you know, in, instead of really trying to put out something to try to unite the country, it seems like nobody's interested in, in uniting anything anymore. But going back to James Hodgkinson, you know, this is a man who has somewhat of a sordid history when it comes to violence. I know that in April of 2006, he was arrested on firearms and battery charges um, after he allegedly punched a woman in the face pulled a 12-gauge shotgun on, on another witness after he tried to intervene in the whole situation. And then I know he shot a gun over the head of another individual. Um, so he's got some some gun issues in his ha- past. He's got some violence issues in his past. He was charged back in the 90s for DUI and resisting arrest. Um, he's got a long history of these ranting Facebook posts, which... If you've ever listened to this or or our other podcast, Life in General, you know that I think, well, my feelings on social media, it's kind of the, the downfall of Western civilization. But, um, you know, but he, 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 so he's had this, this, these outwardly aggressive views towards Republicans, uh, towards the president. And, and 
I think it kind of speaks to a, a larger issue in our society of this anger. And you take the, this anger and you combine it with the gun epidemic in our country. I think it's just a recipe for disaster. And I, and I think that James Hodgkinson is just kind of the tip of the iceberg on where this can all go. You know, first off, I need to preface this by saying that I'm a gun owner. I own several guns. I love going to the range. I enjoy shooting. I do plan on getting my CPL. I have no problem with people carrying weapons just as long as they're trained on how to use them. My problem isn't with firearms. My problem is that people that have violent histories are still able to buy guns and carry these and carry out attacks like this. And I blame a lot of this on the NRA, the fact that there is no gun conversation in this country. We have a lot of guns. We've always had a lot of guns in the United States. But the this the violence issue is something that is uniquely American. No other country in the world can you go to and have and see this kind of gun violence on a daily occurrence. On the same morning as the, as the mass shooting in, in Washington at the baseball field, or in Virginia, I'm sorry, we had another one in California at a UPS facility where um, I think it was, I, I believe, I'm not really sure on the, the background of that one. I think it was this disgruntled employee went in and, and shot several employees. But, you know, it, it, it's, it's just another day and another mass shooting. And at some point, and hopefully very soon, we can stop with the, with the, the nonsense from both sides and actually sit down and have a meaningful conversation about what we can do in this country about this. Unfortunately, probably a big part of this is restricting guns somehow from certain individuals, whether it's people have domestic violence history, which I know James Hodgkinson had an issue, had a run in, I believe it was with his, with his, one of his stepdaughters where he had a violent confrontation with, but I'm not really sure what that escalated to if there was charges brought against him or what, but whether it's domestic violence, whether it's being on the terror watch list, any kind of, you know, any kind of, um, gun charge in the past, something has to trigger you to being put on some kind of list where you can't buy weapons. It's just, at some point it's got to be a safety issue. At some point it's got to be an overall safety issue for the country and in the, the citizens. And like I said before, I'm not, I'm not somebody that you would call a gun grabber. I don't, I, I have no problem with, with, with weapons. I have no problem with guns. You know, there's the other side of that is there's a, a, a huge, a huge issue in this country with, with mental illness. And it's another, another piece of the puzzle that we need to tackle. And there just isn't anyone out there trying to, to, to fix this problem. It seems like a lot of them in the media and a lot of the stuff you read coming from the white house, coming from the Congress plays into all this. It plays into the the rhetoric. It plays into the firing up the base, anything for ratings, anything to try to drum up and see if we can get more votes. At some point we need to end all this. I know Ted Nugent, who I've been a huge critic of in the past for a lot of the things he said, he even came out recently and said, look, I need to stop. I need to stop with the vitriol with, with all this hate, hateful talk. And 
good on him, but we need to see a lot of that from a lot of other people. We need to see that from the president. We need to see that from members of Congress. We need to see that overall in this country because this, this hatred, this hatred that's festering in our country is a cancer and it's a cancer that is, I, th- I think, getting worse and worse every day, every passing day. But it's a tough argument. It's a tough sell to make. The And, and guns ha- is part of the problem. Guns, if you ban guns, it's not going to fix the the. It's not going to fix the problem. the The gun violence will still be there. It's just part of a problem. It's part of the the solution. Uh, mental health needs to be there. Stopping the the hateful talk in our country is another part of it. I hear a lot of it from talk radio. Um, guys like Alex Jones and things like that that kind of drum up this or or play into the. They kind of play in all of it. You know, I I saw another, I've seen a couple of things kind of go viral um, since the shooting. One was a quote from, or a tweet from Rand Paul talking about, it said, uh, said that the Second Amendment was created not to shoot deer, but allow people to shoot at the government when it becomes tyrannical. Which I saw several tweets go viral about, well, isn't this what this guy was doing? And I guess you can look at that from that point of view that you know yes maybe this guy thought that well obviously he thought that the republicans were part of a tyrannical plan to to destroy the country but it's also part of the problem yeah obviously obviously this guy had some kind of mental issues to do what he did i'm just assuming but i i would assume that his thought process was okay well i'm going to use my second amendment right to fight against a tyrannical government you know, obviously, guns and violence is not the the solution to a problem, even though I believe that some of his fears and feelings were probably well-founded. There has to be a better way. If you feel that the Republicans are destroying the country, get involved in, in politics. Start at your local level. If you feel the Democrats are destroying and ruining the country, get involved. Go out there and do something. Get involved in your party politics on a local level and try to make a change because going out there and picking up a gun and killing people is never going to, it is never going to solve the problem. It's not going to push your, your cause forward. It's not going to get your message across. It, it does the complete opposite. It's not, it's not a solution, but the, the, the right after the shooting and everything, of course, as soon as it comes out that this guy this is a guy that worked on that, he was a, volunteer on Bernie Sanders campaign. Of course, the, the rhetoric heated up on that side talking about how, well, you know, this, this is, this is an issue of, of the, of the hate filled liberals. I saw it a lot on social media after the shooting. And, and once again, that's part of the problem going out instead of have you using something like this for a meaningful conversation in the public with our government they do the complete opposite, you know, but I, I, I guess at the end of the day, you know, I just call on the president and members in Congress to, to stop it all, to, to make an effort to build bridges instead of burn them and tear them down, which is what Donald Trump has done since he announced his, his, that he was running for president. And I've seen the ugly side of this country get normalized over the course of the past two years. Even, even, probably even longer than that. I would say the past 10 years. 
the the ugly, racist, misogynistic, hate-filled underbelly of this country has come to light and has normalized itself. And it is now the responsibility of members of Congress and our president to put an end to it. But unfortunately, it seems like they want to play to it instead of putting an end to it. They want to prop it up. They want to use it as a tool. But like I said earlier, you know, I, I think that this, this crazy gunman is just a tip of the, a tip of the iceberg. What, what's going to stop some guy from Alabama doing the same thing to a group of Democrats next week? I mean, we've done nothing. We've done nothing. All we do is when, when something like this happens, we send out our prayers and we hope, and you know, we hope that everyone gets better and we hope for sunshine and roses, but we do absolutely nothing to bring any of that to light. So nothing will change. It will only get worse the more we you know, stay on this path. Well, I guess I'll kind of leave it there. Like I said, you know, just call on your members of Congress, your representatives, and, and get in their ear and say, look, this has got to do it. We've got to knock it off. We've got to stop this. It it comes, it starts at you. And, and if you feel like this government's crushing you or crushing people in our society, get involved. Politics is not a spectator sport. If you just give up and stop voting, then, you know, the factions that you fight against, they win. And that's what they want. So get involved and do something. As always, questions or comments, you can email, um, you can email the show at partisanbites at gmail.com. Check us out on, on, on our website. Uh, we have a Partisan Bites page on the lifeingeneralpodcast.com website. Uh, follow us on Twitter, Stitcher. There's a bunch of other places out there you can find us. Google Play Music. I think we're on TuneIn Radio now also. Follow us on Facebook at uh, Life in General Podcast. On Twitter at Life in General MI. Drop me a line. Uh, let me know what you think. If you like the show, uh, follow us on iTunes, leave us a review. Till next time, see ya.